Hey guys, Mike here from Back in the Cards. Thanks again for tuning in on this week's podcast. We talk with uh, Greg and Rocky from Greg Plays Games and Soberzar Online, and it's it's really a great interview. It's it's a chance to really talk to two guys um, who are brothers, by the way, and got back into card collecting uh, earlier this year. And you know the insight they provide and the story of their journey. You know, back in the cards and what they really focus on. I was actually fairly impressed with their with their background and just their understanding of of baseball and basketball and some of the sports. So tune in and enjoy. It's a bit it's a bit of a long one. So if you've got a long card ride, you pick the right episode and enjoy and drop any feedback you can and be sure to subscribe to keep to keep continue listening. Thanks so much. What is every what is up everyone? Welcome to this week's episode. Back in the cards here and you know, we're starting our, our weekly chats with people we've met and kind of gotten to know over social media. And, you know, we're going to bring them uh, front and center to you, get a little deeper with them, find out about their background, um, find out, you know, how they get into the hobby, what they like about it, and uh, kind of how they engage social media and, and the day-to-day to just keep the hobby fun and keep it going. So um, this week I'm bringing in a pair who I thought kind of came as a, as a tag team which is an ironic metaphor if you'll keep listening and figure out why that's ironic. Um, but we've got Greg Plays Games. Now, if, if you notice, Greg, especially on TikTok, does a little bit of everything. And I think that's what makes his social media brand so great is that he does a lot of stuff around sports cards and collecting, but there's so many other parodies and just things around day-to-day that just make it very enjoyable and it doesn't get mundane. It's fresh, it's diverse, and it, it like I said, it certainly ties back to that sports you know, hobby. Um, you know, he, he brings along with him, his tag team partner, Soberzar, uh, real name Rocky. So spoiler alert. Right. And, um, you know, these guys have just been great engaging online, talking about a lot of fun things, talking about the hobby and, and just in our little two or three minute, you know, pre-production chat here, learn so much about these guys. I think you're going to love hearing more about them and talking more. So we'll get right into it. So Greg and Rocky, welcome. And thanks so much for taking the time to talk with us. Thanks for having us. Happy no to be here. I don't like the fact that Rocky's here, but I'm, I'm pretty happy to be here. <laughs> you know, you can't please everyone all the time, right? I know. Oh, sorry. <laughs> so, um, uh, Greg, if you want to start then and uh, just tell us kind of like, you know, how you got into cards and, and kind of your background and kind of what you do the other, you know, 23 hours of the, the, of the day. So, uh, spoiler alert, Rocky and I are brothers. Um I know everyone's kind no. of really surprised, but by, by blood too, we're actually related sadly. And uh, the first like memory I have of collecting cards. And I know, I think rock will remember too, was in Washington DC and getting the Fleer basketball cards. What was it? 95. Yeah. Or 94, 95, 94, 95 and, uh, kid rookie year. Hill and kid rookie year. Um, stopped collecting for years after probably about what 20, 2004 2005 i remember getting a carry wood jersey card that's that was like my last like collecting area that yeah, i remember um you know started getting interested in other things in life and was like oh well collecting cards is for kids and then um something happened with you know rocky's collection and that made me start collecting again the first thing i bought was opening day the 2020 like to get back into it and i'm like oh you know i, I could tell these are like the more low-end cards and the first pack i opened there was a one-on-one printer plate of trey turner 
And I was like, well, now I got to find more stuff. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it yeah. just, it snowballed since then. We're just learning and checking out all different types of cards and building my own collection and finding people in the community to, to talk to and to learn like what they like, what they want to do, what their goals are for like selling cards or collecting cards. Right. So it's been really fun in the last, I would say like three or four months to just get to know a lot of these people. Definitely. Um, no, and, and very similar, actually opening day with some of the first cards that I bought too, going, going back into it. That's kind of funny. Rocky, what about you? Um, I probably collected a little bit longer than him. I think I went probably a few more years. Um, recently I got my collection stolen though. So I lost a lot mm. of stuff. Uh, Luau Cinder rookie card, Nolan Ryan rookie card. Mm. Those wouldn't come to mind because they were my wife's dad's and he has since passed away. So we were kind of holding on to them for, you know, the kids that we were going to have. <laughs> um, so it was a little disappointed, but I started like recollecting. That makes me feel bad. What? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so right after you say that, I'm like, I have a terrible <laughs> feeling in my soul now. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. I Well, I just – I you can't, like, dwell on things too long. But uh, so, like, I decided to get back into collecting. My wife supported it. Um, went a little bit of different route than Greg. I think Greg went more for the blasters at first. I tried to collect sets. Um, so I went back in, uh, 1989 tops traded, uh, this was one of the ones I wanted to get just, you know, the amount of rookies that are all famers, um, now that we're in that, uh, football, um, collect a few baseball, a few basketball from the 92, about 95 through there. Um, and then after that, when Greg started getting into, uh, the blasters and all the hits he was getting, I'm like, you know what, maybe I'll, I'll follow him a little bit and see if I can be as lucky as him. That's cool. Yeah, that's where, um, you know, growing up in the 80s and in the junk wax era, um, I really had a lot more of the traditional, you know, boxes. I remember going to this. I could get them wholesale for like $9, right? It was just ridiculous how cheap they were and how many cards you got for $9. Um, and I'm going to the store and it's like, uh, you know, yeah, here's some, um, you know, soccer cards or $20 boxes. I'm like, okay, $20 box. There's 24 cards in here. Like that's not a lot of cards, you know? And then it's like, well, why am I going to buy a hobby box for $80 when I get some cards down the street at Walmart for whatever, right? This is before the great shortage of 2020. <laughs> um, but then you realize why you go after the hobby boxes and why you go after the mega boxes and you know, the blaster boxes and such. And then it all kind of makes sense. You kind of buy a little bit of each, you get what's special in, in, in each and, um, no, definitely. But I, I'd gotten so many cards that I wanted to um, start making sets too, because I'd made sets growing up, right? And before I kind of liquidated them and got rid of them all, uh, when I stopped collecting, because um, I had other more expensive things to purchase, I, I, you know, was making sets and stuff. So I want to get back into that. Um, and I did the opening day, and then I did top series one. And I did Donruss. I have way too many Donruss 2020 cards. So if you guys need any Donruss 2020, like. <laughs> I can hook you up for sure. Um, you know, I, I actually like a lot of the inserts there. Uh, they have a lot of variations and such. But I remember being on TikTok Live with uh, Adam from Heroes for Car uh, Heroes for Sale. And I'm like, so I like which card do I put in my set? Because I had to get short prints and everything. And I didn't know what a short print was or whatever else. And it's funny because I found out what a short print was and how you tell what a short print was. I'm like, so you want me to look at that little number on the back of the card <laughs> and I can figure out and then, you know, but actually um, like Beckett and, and Cardboard Connection have some tremendous checklists oh, yeah. with visuals yeah. of the front of the cards to kind of help you out. But um, yeah, it just blew my mind. Like some of the cards had like a serial number on them, you know, they were like numbered or 
you know, what the auto or the oh, path. Yeah, that's a lot. Take. It's a lot to just yeah. take in initially. It was it's, it's a completely different game. I mean, Heritage I still have a problem finding numbers cards. I always that's like I'm talking to Greg on the phone yesterday and going through it like for the fourth time. And I'm like, oh, here's a Garrett Cole numbered out of 50. I didn't yeah. see the first five times. <laughs> right, 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 right. But um, yeah, no. So it, it's been fun getting back into it and, and kind of learning, you know, the the vernacular, the the vocabulary yeah. of the hobby. Uh, you know, a rip or a pull or a raz, and you know, all that, all that kind of came at me really fast. Um, it was really baptism by fire for myself, and it sounds like you guys too. Yep. I'm trying to figure it all out. But I, I know, Greg, you you did you you start with a lot of Tops Heritage because I. When our local Walmart, like at least local to me, um, it just that's all they had. Like you know, it, it, there was a shortage of pretty much everything. I think everyone knows like what happened with Mosaics at the the beginning surge of their release that you could find one maybe every four and a half weeks, and it just they had Heritage, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna test my luck and pull it, and that's kind of how I am too. Like if I find something, I'm gonna I'm gonna test it. I'm not gonna go and look for a certain product online. I like that that hunt and maybe it happens maybe it doesn't um heritage has been very good to me i can't complain i gotten so many of the the short prints and super short prints from there uh sold a bunch to you and yeah you yeah yeah um still have a i don't get no discount he just like hey bid on them you have to no no, don't even yes i I didn't even know i didn't even know you won the one i get to go through the bidding ends on ebay i look down and i'm like all right do you want me to just bring them over? I'll, we'll just drop shipping. <laughs> that's great. No, that's great. No, and I think that that's actually really cool too. We see a lot of these, you know, the Discord groups and even people putting their their eBay stores on their Instagram and stuff. It's actually neat, um, you know, even making that initial purchase from somebody uh, on eBay and then going forward, you can just kind of directly, I have a lot of people asking me, hey, do you have any of this guy or that guy? And then I can send them a bunch of pictures and we work a deal. Um I have a lot of people looking for like dollar, dollar fifty cards. They don't want to go on eBay for it. You know, I'll I'll tell them play my envelope or you want to build a stack or we want to do. I saw a lot of cards on Twitter. Um, and that's fun, but that's a lot of bookkeeping keeping. Like yeah. if I'm posting about a hundred cards or so, I'm probably selling about 20, 25 of them. Um, and then it's like, okay, this person wants this card from this picture, but this one from this picture, and this one, and running it down, you're building a pile. It takes me two or three days to kind of go through it. And then you're collecting all the money. Actually, collecting money is the easy part. You give my total, I have it all written down, I take a picture, I was like, here's what, what you bought. And um, yeah, it's kind of fun because it it moves the cards. So it's funny because I'll collect $20, but then I'm probably spending, you know, 20, 25 with two or three other people on Twitter. So it's kind of like I'm getting rid of cards that I don't really want. <laughs> I'm getting cards that I do want. So to me, yeah. that's that's a win-win as well. Yeah. Um, just a lot of fun. Like even, you know, we keep talking about Pete Alonzo. He's my one big personal collection right so like even the um the diamond kings so these are kind of the cards just like the donruss ones where they're not like super expensive and they're not um but they're just they're just nice cards they're just well um they're very colorful they're rich um a lot of decent inserts and kind of you know breakout mini sets within them you know the other ones i like are the selects so like here's a tatis fireworks Mm -hmm. And then, you know, you have your traditional DeGraw, right? Um, and then this is a, what is this one? Phenomenon. Uh, Phenomenon. Okay. It's a Vlad Phenomenon. 
And just with the prism, you get the nice refraction going on there. It's a really nice card. So I think, you know, even though they get a bad rap for not having the license, I think they're great cards. And I think their their visual appeal keeps them, you know, competing yeah. and, and such. I think I they're think sturdy it, too. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. that's one of the things Greg and I were talking about yesterday. You know, I opened up uh, some top series too, and I mm -hmm. had a Luis Robert rookie in there, and it comes dinged. I'm like, mm. oh, great. I, I've never had that happen with any of the selects. No, they're they're solid. Um, actually, uh, one of the selects that Bo Bichette I pulled in that team break, um, um, I'm doing a, a group submission with Ed to send some cards to PSA, and, and he's just going to send it right in with – because rather me send it to him back. Yeah. yeah. He's holding it, and he's going to take care of it and stuff too. So cool. Um, so we talked about kind of like um, you know how you got back into cards and, and, and how long you've been collecting – um, so I think we touched on it briefly, but what are some of your favorite cards to collect? Which brands or which sports or what have you? Um, baseball. Really, uh, yeah. Sorry. You can go. <laughs> you, either way. Baseball for me, just because that's a sport I played my whole entire life. Me I, too. Yeah. I heavily keep up on it. Like to, I, I don't want to say, say a pathetic degree, but like, I will just scour minor league rosters and look at people and find clips and be like, okay, I like the way this guy swings. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the whole reason why I fell in love with Fran Mel Reyes. And when he got traded to the Indians last year, I had talked for weeks on end about like, they could trade for Fran Mel Reyes. They need a right-handed power bat. He's in San Diego. They got a, you know, a surplus of outfielders. And then it happened. And it was just like, like that's that's what I like to do with I love football too, but just baseball I can get I understand it more like on a fundamental level. So then doing that transition to cards when you're especially when you got the Bowmans and stuff that come out, when you're already searching those players constantly just to learn more about them, it's a lot easier to collect. Yeah, those Bowmans gave me like a headache, not from you know, the cards. The cards are very nice cards, but the amount of new players, the amount of new you know, and, and then all the different, you know, you want the chromes or the first Bowmans or just yeah. the paper, you know. And people look down on, like, the paper Bowmans, like, second-class citizens. Like, oh, it's just the <laughs> yeah. uh, like, like, the nice cards. Like, yeah, yeah. But that's the problem is you rip all this product and you're stuck with all these cards. And it's like, we well, have to kind of liquidate them and get rid of them or bundle them into a trade or a lot or something like that. And um, it, it's definitely interesting. That's something I'm finding, too, is, um, like, the art of the lot, right? Yeah. Is do you put team lots together? Do you put player lots together? Do you do lots by year or by brand? I haven't had many much success with the uh the team lots. More like player focused lots seem to be moving quicker, I guess you could say. The team lots supposedly move better on Mercari. That's where I I just posted stuff on eBay for the first time in years mm. um today. But Mercari usually it's just the player lots that move for me personally. I don't know about Greg. If he... uh, eBay, it's been a lot easier for me to just do random players, like and put it together. You know, especially with short prints. Um, mm. I I have enough to start doing team lots, but just through searches of what I'm going to sell and checking sold list and completed items, I, I'm not comfortable with the quantity of what I have to sell it for an X amount of money. Like I know I'm going to take a big like net loss there. So I'm trying to wait until I can get some more product to put it together and, and set it all out. Nice, 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 nice. So we, we kind of gave a teaser earlier about wrestling. Um, <laughs> Greg, do you want to kind of tell everyone about how you, uh, what your ties are to professional wrestling? Cause so, it was no surprise to me when you told me, cause I see how comfortable you are on camera and just the way you articulate 
in your videos, especially on TikTok, <laughs> but I won't say anymore. So Go ahead. It's, it's a really it. weird thing. Uh, so I was playing uh, slow pitch softball at a tournament with a guy that uh, Rocky and I used to know. Uh, and he had a company that was doing um, broadcasting for high school sports. So Rocky and I started to do broadcasting for high school sports in Ohio, football, basketball, baseball, softball. Uh, I found a flyer online for a local wrestling company, took it to Rock. Rock ran it up the ladder. We became the announcers for that company. We left the broadcasting company, started helping run the wrestling company. And now it's been three years. And this is what we, I mean, got, granted, we can't, do anything right now because of the pandemic but um that's our our one sunday a month sometimes two sundays a month is is professional wrestling and do an announcing i'll do ring announcing rock will run the camera we do the uh, color and and announcing uh, through headset for recording it's it's a lot but um it's super fun i love love professional wrestling rock yeah. uh used to be a professional wrestler i wouldn't <laughs> say that i did you i did, did. like you I wrestled at OVW. You were in you were in Kentucky. You had all the big name people like the beginner be there, like John Cena. <laughs> Don't even. But I'll, I'll post a video later today of me uh, uh, getting absolutely destroyed in a uh, charity battle royal uh, from oh. July of last year. Oh. So you'll be able to see that. So anyone who hates Panini products and who has been on my page and talk <laughs> crap about Panini products, you're gonna have a great time seeing me get my <laughs> ASS kicked. Is that is that Andre the Giant on your shirt? Yes. Uh, oh, it's from Princess, oh, from Bride. Princess Bride. Yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite right. movies. Which I guess the wrestling should have kind of figured that out right there with the Andre the Giant shirt. Love but it. <laughs> I where was I? And I saw there's an Andre the Giant. I think it was at the, actually the one sports card shop I go to. The inflatable. There's a bunch of Funkos. And Andre the Giant, like giant Funko. Oh wow! Yeah, they That's just came cool. out with an Andre the Giant inflatable costume, like the dinosaurs that you see around. Oh um, I think it's like 30 bucks. Uh, my birthday's coming up in August, so <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you'll be wearing Everybody that. Wanna put that. And I'll just wear it and I'll go out and do my thing. Oh my gosh, we'll put man. that right next to the uh Pete Alonzo polar bear card. Uh, go fund me, yeah, go fund me, go fund me for uh, Andre the Giant inflatable costume. Awesome. Um, so yeah, it's um, what do you, what have been some of your like victories in terms of sports cards, or and then you know, the opposite is um. What are some of your struggles? Hmm. Want to start? Yeah, I want to start first. Rocky. Oh, we're gonna start with me. Great. Yeah. We'll start um, with I think one of the, one of the, I guess things that have been helpful. I guess one of the successes is like following Greg into like a good community because mm. not everyone in the community is like helpful and willing to like take their time with newbies. Um, but Greg found a, a good group of people. Like Greg was my go-to for the longest time, but he would go to you a lot of the time. <laughs> he, he'd ask you or he'd ask, you know, I know he's mentioned Paulie B. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of the guys he, he'd reach out to on behalf of me. And I'm like, you know what? Maybe I should just talk to them too. <laughs> um, negative. I can't even think of like any, any like negative stuff right now. Uh, my only negative would be, I mean, you, you get – toxic people in all communities uh I, I love dungeons and dragons i have a dungeons and dragons podcast that may be the most toxic community on tiktok they they Followers gets, are going down now man you're i don't you're listen <laughs> it's fine but it, it it happens because there are people who have the idea that they know everything so instead of sure. translating knowledge 
they mm. bash you because you don't have the knowledge. And that doesn't seem like that happens a lot in the sports community, especially sports cards. I'll put out a question all the time. Be like, I don't know anything about this. Like, can somebody help me? And I'll get five, 10 DMS that are like, Oh yeah, this cards with this and you do this. And I'm like, okay, like that's how I got into it was people who followed just, I, I pulled a, um, green hollow velocity Lamar Jackson rookie card from right. a $6 clearance pack. And I was, I, I had not sold anything yet on any sort of, uh, site. And I went to you, Mike, and I went to rich, uh, the happy collector. And I was like, I, what what should I do? Like, you know, how should I go about this? And you guys were like instantly wrote me back, filled me in like how you would go about selling it. And the community, when you have people like that in the community, especially with how far reached, you know, your PA, we're Ohio, uh, Ed's Florida, Polly's what, Oregon? Like <laughs> oh, up there, yeah. Rich's PA too, by the way. Yeah, that's yeah, Rich's PA. Like we're we're all spread out and like everyone wants to help one another. So like I, I can't tell you how many times I've had somebody write me and be like, Hey, who do you collect? Do you like Indians, you know, which I do. And they'll be like, Hey, when we trade this, I'm going to put in a couple Indians cards. Like you don't have that happen in a lot of communities where people are just willingly taking a part of themselves off and be like, here, here's a gift to you. Yeah. Thank you for selling something to me. During the break, yeah, no, it's, the first it's, break I was a part of. Great. I mean, the little things I've done with people here and there, sending them cards back and forth. It's been great. And the people on Twitter who receive cards and buy from me, you know, they post the shout outs on Twitter and that helps give me a little bit of street cred and whatnot. And, you know, I've had to return customers, which is great. And, you know, I've never owned a business like that where I've had that like direct return customer feeling. And it's like, it, it's a really good feeling. And that's where I think, yeah, there's a lot of good people. I've gotten private messages from people who I follow on TikTok and, and social media and they're just dropping me, hey, man, I saw your video. It was great. I, I love your positive message. And it's like, that's so motivating, right? And like I said, I wish, um, you know, I'm not sure if this national convention is going to happen in December in Atlantic City, but I, I'm going to really push hard for people to be like, we're going to have like a TikTok after hours get together for everybody who goes to national just to meet in person and say hi and take a few pictures and have a few drinks together, you know, age, yeah. age permitting, obviously. Yeah. And, uh, It'll, it'll be fun. So definitely check your calendars in December and we'll see how things go with uh, how well people behave and, and can't um, not too much public outcry of tyranny, you know, um, <laughs> that uh, we can behave and, and get back to being normal again. And Well, so as soon as everything goes back to normal, I get to shave my beard. So like this is my <laughs> quarantine pandemic beard. That's why I started growing it whenever everything sort of happened and we got shut down here in Ohio. I had just a mustache and I told my wife, I was like, I'm just growing my beard until things are back to normal. So there's footage really of you just with a mustache. Oh yeah. That's if you go on TikTok, you scroll back to March. Yeah, I know it's quite scroll. a ways. Most of my content is just, is just me with just the mustache. There goes my night. I have no more time left tonight. <laughs> and, do anything. and and that thing too, is you'll notice each week on TikTok. Might get a little scruffier and scruffier here and there. You saw, I mean, everyone's hair is just bushy. Like I just got a haircut a couple weeks ago, but uh, your hair is like bushy. Um, mm -hmm. It's like, but then again, I that's the fact I love too, is like you can look like crap in your video. And like, there's not a single negative comment about like, dude, how about you brush your hair today? Like nothing, you shower, <laughs> nothing like, but what you talk about is very important. You know, how you look, no one cares. 
Like, like an old model or something. I, I used to be uncomfortable with the idea of like how many people would see videos, like if they would potentially get bigger. I'm like, oh, I don't want somebody to say something. And then I did a video where I don't have my shirt on. I'm I'm a heftier fella, and I'm pretty hairy. And I'm like, it's right I have like a you. sash on and everything. And I'm like, you know, I used to be so nervous about how people would see me. And then there's a just I have no like I'm wearing shorts and no shirt and just being gross and hairy and big beard. I'm like, all that has went out the window. There's no more inhibitions. It's just my page is a fever dream, anyways. Like it's just all <laughs> yeah, all much, chaos yeah. all the time. That's the only way I could describe it. That's great. That's great. No, no, I love it. Um, so we've been we've been going. I feel like we just started and we're like 25 minutes in, but I wanted oh, wow. to quickly say so something that i kind of end with um for for each 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 interview uh, now well, two maybe three of them right um is you know with the show being or with the with the brand whatever you want to call it my my angle right we'll talk wrestling my angle is back into cards so what what cards are you into and then i guess the opposite of into is out of so what cards are you out of what are you avoiding what are you kind of giving a little bit of a thumbs down to um I'll kind of go ahead and get started to give you guys some some time to think. Um, so Gary V is seems like he's into vintage basketball now, right? He's posting a lot on Twitter and Instagram about um, the vintage cards he's buying, like Willis Reed and some other ones. But I've recently been buying some vintage baseball because um, these are some of the cards that attracted me to collecting and I thought were cool. So here's a, a 72 Carl Yastrzemski, right? That's a PSA 8 not too shabby and it's fairly affordable right i think it's uh it was forty dollars um thurman munson right 75 right psa 8 again so i think psa 8 is a nice sweet spot um the cards aren't super expensive and they're not like a psa psa 10s are expensive if you're buying cards in the 70s or psa 10 you're paying for them they're expensive but um if you've heard of any of my backstory 1983 being in a card shop and just starting to collect and seeing like rookie cards like Ryan Sandberg, Tony Gwynn, Wade Boggs, right? Uh, Cal Ripken. Um, there was a Thurman Munson card in the case and it was 20 bucks. And I thought, man, that's expensive for a baseball card. <laughs> so uh, it was kind of a bucket list thing to get reacquainted with the card. So there's a PSA 8 off-centered. So I think top to bottom is probably the off-centered piece of it. But uh, I got this at I thought an extremely good value. I think the off-centered is dropped the PSA 8. You know, this was like my bucket list card. Like, I'm going to be reunited with this card <laughs> kind of thing. So yeah. I am starting to find, and I do have a uh, 1978 Willie Randolph card too upstairs. It might even be a PSA 10, maybe a 9, but it's a really nice card. Um, so I'm getting back into vintage cards. Um, you know, soccer, I just had a huge win with the Panini Chronicles. Um, I'm, I, don't, I don't think you guys really into soccer cards. I won't bore you to death with it, but um, this is neat. Um, these came out from Panini, and it's kind of a greatest hits of all the different um, types of Panini cards that are available. And there's three boxes because it focuses on three leagues, Italy, Spain, and England. Um, but in the set itself, it's almost like a greatest hits of like Don Russ cards and um, Pitch Kings and um, the Prestige and – the elite right and then you you know you got like your your auto patches still and such so it's the design is it's very unique a lot of the cards some of them some for seven several hundred dollars already um 
people want them. They're really excited about them in the soccer community. Um, so I got kind of lucky. I got some on Panini the day they came out. But, um, you know, I'm starting to circle the wagons back into soccer. I'm starting to circle the wagons back into football. Um, I got some Daniel Jones uh, SGC cards. I love this blue card, uh, the blue on blue. This is a blue prism out of 175. Just a really beautiful card, I thought. And um, I have a Kyrie Irving from the Cavaliers, and it's orange, an orange prism with the orange jersey. And that's another card I just – that's going to be hard for me to sell one day. I just – I love the color of it. It's great. Um, so, like, that's kind of what I'm back into, right? Soccer, um, digging a little deeper. So, again, I bought some more Mbappe cards. These are PSA 9s to make an investment um, with Champions League coming up. If you're not familiar with Champions League, they take the champions of all the different leagues worldwide and um, make a tournament out of it. And it, it runs for months usually, and it was it was delayed uh, due to COVID, obviously, and then it just, it just starting to restart up again. So um, it should be good for him and, and good for soccer. Um, a lot of the leagues did pretty well, too, jumping back into it. I was fairly surprised. So that's kind of like what I'm back into. Um, what am I backing out of? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm trying not to buy any more basketball right now. I'm trying to sell uh, the basketball cards. I mean, if you look at uh, Cargini Pro, just um, just the market, it's outrageous. Like, it just look at my little market here. I mean, I don't know how well that's going to come on the screen, but the top one's basketball. I mean, it's just up, up, up. You can see baseball's oh, yeah. kind of steady, a little down. That's why I'm getting all my Pete Alonzo's now, right? And football, football make a little bit of a turn up. I think it's people like yeah. me that are trying to focus on what football's bringing. So I try to look at that and realize too. So right now, basketball is more of a sell for me, um, unless I get some raw cards, kind of cheap. Um, but I think uh, with basketball, it might not be a bad idea to look at players who are not going to be coming back for this shortened season, right? So teams that didn't qualify. Yeah, um, their cards are kind of out of sight, out of mind. Might be some good um, time to buy those, but um, I'm just with that market being so high, I have enough basketball cards to keep me busy. Um, so, Greg, what about you? What are you into? What are you kind of out of right now? I like for my personal collection and things like that. I have really no allegiance. I will sell anything, which I guess is a blessing and a curse because like there'll be cards where I'm like, man, I really like that. Uh, but I could probably make $40, $50 and I'll, I'll get rid of it. Um, like players specifically, I don't mind the brands. I don't care about the whole license, you know, situations yeah. with like baseball and things like that. It's never bothered me. And actually, if you look at it further with how this negotiation to start the 2020 season has went for baseball, um, when a licensed product would try to come out, let's say they strike when they go to do an, a renegotiation of the contract those cards will have a limited you know, ability to get out because they're signed with the Players Association and the MLB. But cards like Panini can still put out because they're signed with the MLPA. There's no season. They don't need to worry about likeness rights. So if you ever have a situation like that where there's a strike that's ongoing that goes for an extended period of time, Panini cards are going to be what you get. So maybe get on board a little bit now. <laughs> that's go, I like one. it. I like it. Two, um, you know, I look for players specifically that I see um, kind of like flashback guys where like okay. I look at AJ Puck and I see Randy Johnson. I see a big mm -hmm. lefty that's electric, 
has a great slider. You can find his cards on the cheap because people look at Jesus Lazardo, and uh, you know, on his his own team, uh, Dustin May, you know, with the ginger guard. Like everyone loves his cards. He, he's he's a bigger name. Uh, I like to try to pinpoint those people, people that I'm out on. Uh, I probably alone on this. Luis Robert. I. You guys can collect them all that you want. I, I'm not heavy into it. I don't trust any White Sox ever. <laughs> uh, Big Hurt and Paul Konerko maybe been the only two. Um, I do like Paul Konerko because I played first base. See, so I do like Konerko. Actually, I might have a T-shirt jersey of him upstairs if I didn't sell it or give it away or whatever. I do have a Konerko shirt from the uh, Comiskey, uh, whatever the new Chicago park was back in 2000s when I was out that way. Sorry, go ahead. I, I've always liked Konerko. I think he may have been like the only White Sox, him and, and him and Thomas. Mm. Uh, it, it's hard to like people in the AL Central when you're an AL Central fan. Um, Omar Vizquel is like probably one of the ones that I would like to gather for my personal collection. He's the whole reason I started playing baseball in the first place. Uh, I Rock actually got me an autograph of Omar Vizquel for Christmas. I don't know if it was last year or the year before. That's hung up in... Hung up in my in my downstairs room, um, you know, for my pride and joy. Uh, basketball, I think Trey Young's probably a good one to jump on right now. Because That's because he's of, off the radar. Yeah, he's off the radar. He averaged what twenty nine point six points per game at twenty one years old. He's the first player to do that. Uh, you know, that when you're thinking about like these big name guys, like it took Kobe six years to do it. Jordan averaged twenty eight point three his his first or his age twenty one season. Uh, you know, you can go down the list of people that it took a while. Trey Young's a shooter. He, he's gonna have success. Shooter shoot. We all know that. Uh, I like Luca. I I just like the way he plays. I think you can collect any Luca cards and they'll sell. Football. I think Mahomes is now in like Trout territory because you Could get be. base base cards of him. They'll sell. He's he's good. He's got the contract. He has the lore to him. He plays the quarterback position like somebody we haven't seen, just like Lamar Jackson, which is another guy I collect. Uh, but again, no allegiance. So if I have the cards, you'll probably see them on eBay <laughs> or carry somewhere. They'll, they'll pop up with uh, GB House of Cards right underneath it, and they'll be out the door. Oh, gosh. Love it. Rocky, what you got? Um, I'm really into uh, Clearly Authentic right now. Um, okay. Collecting rookies. They're, you, you can get them really cheap. And just like personally, like this is a box of cards that goes for 60 bucks and people are getting rookies. They think aren't going to do anything. So they're throwing them out there for, you know, five, six bucks at a time. Um, so I'm trying to collect as much as that as, as possible. Um, okay. This season is going to be screwy. So a guy yeah. could go off for like a week and his cards are going to shoot through the roof. Who knows who's going to be on the team? Who knows who they're going to be playing against guys are opting out. So I think a lot of yeah. young guys will continue playing. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm collecting as much as that as I possibly can right now. Um, the thing I'm off of, uh, Panini contenders. That's <laughs> for okay. football. Which sport? That's football. Yeah. Football. Okay. Yeah. Um, just most of the people I know that have, have got it, um, get a lot of autographs of like undrafted players. <laughs> so, um, I haven't, I don't know of anyone that's got a hit like it my, you know, circle, but mm. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, no, that was um, the Penny draft picks, right? I, yeah. I, got two, I actually got these two boxes retail, and it was a kind of like, you know, I left some for the kids. Mm -hmm. um, I only grabbed two. I probably could have grabbed 10, and I couldn't believe how much these were selling for. 
Oh, really? Once you couldn't find them. I mean, they almost tripled in price. Yeah. And um, yeah, like all the autos, they were guys who were either, oops, I'm sorry, were either late um, draft picks or not drafted at all or signed post draft. But I sold a couple autos that I had sold at like $10 a piece for them. Oh, really? So it wasn't terrible. It wasn't terrible, but it didn't do anything for me. I like, you know, I want to get the, the Daniel Jones autos or the, mm -hmm. you know, the, the guys I, the guys I know. And it was a once again, getting new and getting new back into the hobby. Um, it was a learning experience, right? I mean, I've learned yeah. so much just by getting in there, spending the money, you know, ripping boxes, you know, you see on my TikTok videos, the, the wall of fame I have of all the boxes mm -hmm. that I've opened and stuff. Um, most of them are retail a couple are, you know, a couple of blaster boxes are, are got from a, from a card shop and stuff, but, um, just learning, just constantly learning about the different types of products and stuff. So like, even like there's so many, there's a lot of penny products, there's a lot of tops products, right? The top 206 yeah. cards. And then you can get the 206 cards. You can get variations that are in the 206 on the inside of Diamond Kings. So there's just so many. Um, oh, yeah. That's neat. You know, I like it. You know, you you got to plan. You're sticking to it, and um, you're gonna find people probably just gifting you cards because they don't really like you said. They're just, just not into them, and that's why I yeah. find myself with the Bowmans. Like, who do you keep, and who do you just keep all the Chromes just because, just in case. <sighs> Oh, right. I have I have a sorted box of you know when you get the the fat packs with like the uh, exclusive camo, like I have just camo here, paper here, first chrome, the mojos you know from just a recent breaks doing with Ed. I got to add to you know a little <laughs> section in there. Um, I just try to sort it by each team individually, and okay. as I go through and start looking at <laughs> sixty man roster taxi squad, who did yeah. what triple A double A last year. I can kind of start to develop like what I'm feeling for sale at some point. Now this year it's going to be a little weird, obviously with the, how these rosters are constructed, yeah. but I think next year as we go forward and you see people like on the Cardinals, like um, Evan Mendoza, who's, who's really big on uh, TikTok as well. He does like uh examination to kids swings and like breaks it down, teach him how really? to swing better. Uh, real, real nice guy. I've had a lot of conversations with him. He's a guy who you look at the Cardinals team and their aesthetic with Tommy Edmond and, and Tyler O'Neill and Harrison Bader, where you have a bunch of speed guys, you're not looking at the power guys outside of DeJong and, and Paul Goldschmidt, but the <clears> dude <throat> just hits for power constantly. Nice. So I'm like, if that's a guy I can hold on to when I get a Chrome of him and let's say he pops up on, you know, next year after this whole taxi squad situation this year and 60 man rosters and he hits what? 10, 15. I have six of his cards that are mojos and Chromes. There's a lot. See you later. Have fun. <laughs> like hopefully Boom. those are nice. Yeah. So kind of hold them till you're till so, you're ready. What's that? Well, that? I was saying I think I move mine quicker than Greg does for the the Bowman. I just the yeah. only two that I've I kind of held on to um, is that Jason Dominguez out of two fifty and the uh, Encarnacion out of one fifty uh, Blue Mojo Auto. Those are the ones I'm like, I want to sell, but I don't know. I'm, I might hold them for a while. No, I sold the, uh, I got the Mason Greenwood rookie ticket out of here. And as soon as I saw it was listing for over $300, actually was listing for $399. I'm like, why am I going to try to keep this card? Like mm -hmm. list it. Cause it could come down to 250. Like who knows, yeah. you know? One um, of the, 
one of the first sales you helped me with, Mike, actually was a um, Gypsy Queen Miguel Cabrera auto out of 25. Oh, yeah. There was nowhere on Mercari, StockX, you know, any any of these sites yeah. that had that listed. So it was like, you know, creating that market for it. And I was like, I know that I can at least get the 100 that the base is for a regular autograph. And um, you're like, I, that's my problem, I think, a little bit, too, is that I will hold a card where I'm like, I know if somebody puts one up and I can see what it sells for, I can duplicate that sale. Yeah. I hate being the guy who starts the market. <laughs> like it, it's the well, worst feeling. It. Like some of these cards, like this is at a 99, this patch auto, there's nothing, it's not listed anywhere. Like zero out of 99 are listed right now. Now this is at a 25. And I, I think I found the 50 out of 50 or the out of 99. So I just put a little bit of a multiplier on it and cross my fingers. But mm -hmm. um, no, I think the person who's purchasing the Mason Greenwood card for me is going to get it graded because all he sells is graded cards on his account. And I'm like, I'm totally cool with that, right? Because one, it was in the back of the sealed pack. So if you see my TikTok about how I got it, it's in the back that warns me that it could be, it could have a little ding or something in it, or maybe that I can't see it. Haven't, I didn't even study it. Cause I just sleeved it and top loaded it like right away. Yeah. Yep. And then I put it in, in a one touch when I got back to my house, cause I didn't break it at my house. Um, I mean, good for him. If he wants to fast, I'd fast track that card for a hundred dollars to get it graded. I wouldn't even waste time waiting months for that, but you know, he'd probably have a population one for quite a while. Um, but it depends on, I mean, that was an unnumbered card. There's there's the same card with out of 25, out of 99, which I don't understand how you could have a card base, but then the same card with a group of them out of 25, and those that are worth more than the, like, you clearly made more than 25, but these are numbered out of 25. These are numbered out I've of noticed that a lot with autos in the Prism series. Now, if you look at, like, the different, uh, you know, print styles of the 3515s, uh, I sold Ed the cracked ice Alberto Mondesi, Alberto Mondesi that we pulled in the break that we just recently did. Yeah. Um, that's out of 15. Nobody else has it up. There's the 35 version of that, which is a blue that is for like 32. And then the 50 version, which is these like sort of snakeskin look. It's yeah. a black and white goes for 55. So it's like, I, I, it's the aesthetic that people are going to pay a little bit more for. Like, yes, yeah. it, it's tough to gauge when you're the only one. It's that's the only thing it's that hard. sucks about it. So we'll see. Uh, Rocky, did we get to your, what you're out on? Um, just that, uh, the Panini contenders. Oh, that's right. Football. That's right. That's how we yep. had a conversation. Yeah. 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 That's, you know, it's tough with, uh, with, with all the different, you know, cards out there. Like I saying, each brand is putting out six to eight to 10 different, yeah flavors right and it's it's nice when they first come out and there's people who love each and i think that's what makes yeah. the hobby so great right there are people who absolutely love diamond kings right so here's the hobby box I told you i have this like wall of like empty boxes <laughs> um people love these you either love them or you hate them yeah um i, I like them because they're kind of what makes the sport what makes the collecting part kind of natural um Although I can still get the Pete Alonzo auto for a hundred dollars in that set, but so it can't be that bad of a set. Um, yeah. But I love the stuff like the uh, Fictionado cards. I mean, I bought one on eBay for like two bucks, and then I pulled one later. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, you know, you got to just find what you like, and that's what makes the hobby great. And you'll find someone who's willing to trade with you, or you know, was it one man's trash and one man's treasure, literally. 
Greg beat me to the the Griffey that you were uh, trading on the discords. Oh, the, uh, uh, I've got Project more. If you want one, let me know. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm thinking maybe I can deal with Greg. I don't know if he's, you know, buying it for PC or what. But dude, I got I do remember. <laughs> I don't know. I see a card. I just see dollar signs, and then I just throw out the door. <laughs> No, I think, I mean, that card, that's the one that has 100,000 print, right? Print run. So that's the one where, like, but it's a really nice card. And I think people who don't have it and still want it, you can get them. You know, they're about 10 bucks. Um, they're just really, you know, they're really nice. And I mean, the first couple, so the first couple Project 2020 cards that I purchased um, from Tops, um, I thought they're only making one of each card, right? I didn't realize it was 20 times 20. And then once I realized, I was like, oh, this is interesting. So I bought like the Dwight Gooden one. It was like mm -hmm. card number 12. That shows you how early I was with this, right? Yeah. Card number 12. And I just bought one of them. And then I saw it was listing for $250. So Greg, I'm like you. I'm like, that card is out the door. Mm -hmm. 20 bucks, nice to have. 250 that card is out the door. And then like the next week, it was like 350 and then 550 and then 850 And everyone's like, oh, why'd you sell it? You're stupid. This is that... And then, like, when the bottom crashed and that card settled back down to being, like, a $150, $200 card, I'm like, I dealt with no returns, no canceled eBay auctions, no mm -hmm. crap that everyone else dealt with. And, you know, I know Ed had a Ed had a spreadsheet and a portfolio of things. And, I mean, he was sitting on a gold mine of cards. And then the market bombed. And then he just, you know. But he's still doing okay with them. And don't get me wrong. Ed's a really, really smart guy. Yeah. Um. But it was just, you know, that's what shows you. And, and Rich talked about it too, is how the market became overhyped and overinflated. And now you have these people who bought 50, 75, 100 of these cards. And they're they're killing us because I've only got a handful that I want to kind of keep one and, and just sell the rest at market value. But it, it has no market value. Okay. You know, so if people have one and want one, I'm, I'm willing to throw it in as part of a trade or do whatever because it's like, I don't need them. I'm not going to, you know, I started following the 2020s around, I think it was 22 through 24 because it, yeah. it was a Thursday through um, or Wednesday through Friday. And I was like, you know, I think I'm going to start jumping on these. And I, I just remember just always waiting and I just couldn't pull the trigger for some reason. But now that the market is where it's at and everything's kind of settled, there are a lot of those cards that like the, the art design and the deco of it. I'm like, I would like to have that. I'm glad I waited on instead of like jumping full bore before, you know, I know there was a couple of those cards that were what three, four thousand dollars and ended up falling back down. Yeah. No, I was lucky. I mean, I did very well on the first couple I had. I remember. I had the one Don Mattingly card and I had them listed for like $75 a piece. Five of them sold like overnight. I was like, Ooh, okay. Like maybe I should have priced them higher, but <laughs> I, it, it was like watching the stock market in like the tech boom. Like it was just the, the, the prices were all over the place, you know, be up 20 points one day, down, down, up, down, but it was a gradual up curve. And, um, you know, that all kind of stopped because everyone just started buying all you know, these pre-order numbers got out of control and it just, it saturated the market and it it kind of people lost their interest so i'm in a couple of tops project 2020 facebook groups and people are like this is, is insane i mean people are just buying onesie twosies now they're not buying to resell anymore yeah you know so that's why the ones that i have to resell because tops tops literally took almost two months to ship those cards because they got so backed up so yeah. you know i'm looking to just 
giving to people for fair market value. I'm not looking to profit. I'm definitely losing money on them, but at least if other people can have them and enjoy them, like that's that's cool for me. So yeah, if you want anything, let me know. No big deal. Awesome. So we ran way over. Um, I don't know if I would watch 45 minutes of myself, but uh, hopefully somebody got this far. So if you're at minute 47, <laughs> thank you for continuing to watch and uh, hope you hit that like button and yeah. uh, you subscribed and everything else. But it's been it's been fun. I mean, I did a give, giveaway on TikTok and stuff. And like you're saying, the community is just so great. And they kind of, you know, you kind of, okay, who did what video today and who did what and who's talking to who? And it is, it is great to see everybody just kind of collaborating and talking to each other, yeah. mm -hmm. different YouTube channels that are out there and, and the different people and getting to know them. And, but you're right. Like, I mean, talk to somebody in Texas, talk to somebody in, in Oregon, like couldn't do this, you know, 10, 15 years ago. Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's a different ball game. But yeah. So, so anyway, um, Anything you want to plug? I mean, Greg, your is your your user ID is Greg plays games. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much okay. universal. Uh, Greg plays games on Instagram, Xbox, PlayStation, TikTok. Um, the only one it's not on is Twitter. Twitter is GB House of Cards. Just pretty much used for my eBay. Um, I have one a word is it underscored. Um, I believe it's all one word because I think it just fit perfectly in there <laughs> like that. Okay, nice. Um, let's see. I'll make sure. Yep, GB House of Cards. Okay. All one word. Um, I have a podcast that we do for Dungeons & Dragons. Uh, it's called We Can Trip. Uh, that's available on all platforms. Uh, we are currently in the top 20 in the country on Apple Podcasts. So if you want to check that out, it's pretty cool. Um, like everything top 20? Yeah, uh, and anything fantasy, like fantasy fiction. Okay. Um, we, you know, obviously got hit with the pandemic a little bit, which sucks because we couldn't get together to record, but, uh, we're doing everything remotely now. So we'll have some more episodes coming out here soon. Uh, outside of that, like, like I said, if you do follow and you play video games, I'm on a lot. We do stream on <laughs> Twitch at the cantrip cast. Uh, you can nice. add me on my name. I try to play with everybody I can. That's awesome. Rocky. I got nothing to plug. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I got nothing. I'm just uh, – I do a lot of things. I know that the, the Soberzar is my name on, like, everything. I'm always, like – I'm on everything. I enjoy people writing me, chatting, whatever. Questions yeah. or just, you know, comments. They want to tell me I suck. That's okay, too. Like, hey, I saw um, you on the podcast, and you're awful. I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks for watching. <laughs> we got your view. That's yeah, all you got to say. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've you my wife? comment – <laughs> Every time I have somebody that hates me on 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 a TikTok video, something like that, man, man, I'm like, thank you for your view because it's too late. I already got it, so there's nothing you can do now. You can't watch take it, it back. <laughs> can't take it back. It goes into my data. It's in my analytics. I'm sorry, I win. <laughs> so so again, now at the 49th minute, if anybody's still listening, so do, what, what do you think about this TikTok ban? You think it's gonna get banned? Oh do you gosh. think? Uh, I I remember when um. Twitter started doing some uh, fact checking on the president and there was a threat that Twitter was going to be shut down. We still have Twitter. So I think it's going to be the same sort of situation um, with TikTok. I know that they're saying national security. TikTok does have its own CEO and COO in the United States. They have one server remaining in China. Uh, I believe they'd probably find a way to buy that out to get rid of it. And because it, it's too much of a moneymaker for them to let... <sighs> information that has went to other people 
be a stop for what they have on the platform. So I think it'll stay. And if it doesn't, uh, you can follow me on MySpace. <laughs> MySpace. That's right. I remember that video. Right. MySpace. MySpace. So Google, Google Wave, Google Buzz, and Google Plus. Love Google Wave. All the way through. I think that's I the did only a show I with, like. uh, I had a podcast with a buddy. We did about five episodes called uh, Tweeps Talk Tech because we were big on Twitter. So I actually started a an in-person networking group in the Lehigh Valley called LV Tweet Up. And wow. we would meet in person to just network, right? So a lot of small businesses came in. I did, um, I rented out rooms at like the the, the hotel conference centers and, and did talks on social media and engaging your audience on online. And it was, it was, it was a lot of fun. It was good. Um, but we did all that. And then we, um, Were you going to say if we're live, pal? Because I, I thought that was a look on your face. <laughs> That's how we you take the over under. Like, how many people walk in the basement knowing that I said I'm going to be downstairs recording? Uh, I'm surprised my wife hasn't come in like seven times already. Every time I have recorded remotely for our podcast, my son has grabbed my snowball mic and taken off and knocked over the computer. He well, is how, four for four on doing it. How about the uh, the rip that you tried to do with me? Oh yeah, we tried to do a, a TikTok live uh, on for we had Prism Megas and uh, baseball Prism, and we got the setup. I have the ring light, I have my stand, I have everything. We have the you know tables laid out, we're yeah. tilted over. Uh, my old, oldest son runs full speed and knocks it, and it starts shaking. And my dog's like, "Oh, I think it's a good idea. I'm gonna run after the child," and knocks over the camera, the ring light. It goes everywhere. <laughs> We set it back up. I talked to the people. I'm like, hey, you know, it's live television. What do you do? And my son runs by and knocks it over again. I was like, we're done. We'll see you later. <laughs> Clicked right out and was like, that was I it. was just rolling the whole time, too. I didn't even help. I'm just like sitting there laughing. It's helpful and that I have. That's what I tell people. Like, I don't have a big, you know, YouTube, what is it called? The canvas, you know, the mm -hmm. token. All my videos don't look the same in the beginning. Like, you know, who does it well is Brandon Chung. He has all his little, like, no, you're just gonna. It, it's raw, <laughs> it's unedited. It's it's it is what it is. You know, um, I don't have time to do all the editing and such. I mean, I just keep it raw, I keep it real, transparency. I mean, it is. You know, right. <laughs> if you're looking for a full time production, you're in the wrong <laughs> channel. Just keeping it simple, you know. And and I think most people don't mind. I think they don't mind here. You know, they just they 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 enjoy what what we yeah. just did. You know. That's what I, I like to have the organic like story time videos on my TikTok as well, where I just tell like things about like my past or stuff that happened that day. But a majority of the stuff that I do is like all like I will have a dream about it or I'll be thinking of something else. And I'm like, I got to write this down. <laughs> I'll go real quick. The problem with that is I have no technical expertise at all. Like my buddy, Brandon, who uh, is on here, does our podcast together has like 75,000 followers now on TikTok. He's really big and he like will go onto his editor on his computer and fix up all his videos and they look all fancy and I'm like, "All right, what can I make look like fire?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know how to do any of this. I just hold a little piece of paper. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, guys, thanks so much. Um this has been a lot of fun and um appreciate getting to know you guys a little bit better and I hope everybody out there um, God, if you're still watching, God bless you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, no, I think it's just been a blast. And, you know, this is what I want to kind of do is I'm not going to sit here and, and pretend that, 
you know, these are going to be about helping you like make better card buying decisions or investments or how to triple your money and what to flip. And no, it's just going to be a very casual uh, thing about sports cards and the community and kind of what makes it so great. So I appreciate you guys taking the time on a Sunday night to, uh, to, to shoot the breeze a little bit. Oh yeah. Thanks for having us. Last man. No problem. All right. So we're signing out finally. And um, thanks again. If you're not already subscribed, please do. Please smash the like button, drop a comment. Let me know what you thought. Uh, if you want to nominate somebody for another show that we can try that too. Um, but yeah, no, just, you know, ov overall appreciate the whole, the whole community, whether you're on TikTok, Twitter, YouTube, if you caught me through a, I put the right keywords in this week. Um, <laughs> appreciate it. So yeah, again, everybody have a great night. Um, thanks again and take care. Hold on. Yeah.